Hey everybody, this is the Ripper, Jack Stevens, and you're listening to Wrestling with Entertainment. Hey everyone, it's Becca here, leader of the Scrunchy Squad, and you're listening to the Wrestling with Entertainment podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling with Entertainment, bringing you the latest exclusive breaking news previewing and reviewing the latest shows from WWE, AEW, New Japan, and interviewing your favorite wrestlers every Saturday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox. I am your host, James J., alongside Coleco Yas. I mean, if these planes wouldn't stop flying over my backyard, it'd be pretty cool. What up, world? Scooter and of Dust. course, my kid in the back. <laughs> Scooter Dust. Uh, clunky. And it's a great day for wrestling because we are wrestling with the Power Bomb Princess, the leader of the Squincy Squad, the extraordinary basic Becca. How are you today, Becca? I'm great. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and, Thriving. <laughs> good to hear it. I mean, in today's world, you don't hear that too often. <laughs> well, yeah. So, what's coming up for you next? Um, you may see me on the road Wednesdays, uh, seven p.m. on IWTV. Thursdays, um, Chaotic Reloaded. They're streaming on um, Chaotic's Twitch. And um, I think that's it that I have coming up. So every Wednesday and Thursday, keep an eye out. <laughs> awesome. They could actually listen to this podcast and watch, and watch uh, Limitless Wrestling. And uh, where can we find you on social media as well? Yeah, you can add me, um, follow me on Twitter at NotBasicBecca and on Instagram at It's Baby Karate. Awesome. And uh, you said it right now. Um, you've been wrestling for Limitless Wrestling uh, mm -hmm. and Chaotic. Um, what's What has been your experiences wrestling with those two companies? So for Chaotic... I had my first appearance pre-pandemic in January. Um, so besides that, that's the only time uh, I've wrestled in front of a crowd, the chaotic crowd. Uh, since then, it's it's been tapings. Um, and they do like small like studio tapings with like a small crowd of like students um, similar to like the Limitless tapings. So it's been a little different than um, if there wasn't a global pandemic happening. <laughs> but, but it's been um, it's been really good. I January when I debuted for Chaotic, that was my first singles, um, and so I think like between my first and second Chaotic appearances, a lot has changed in terms of my look and my wrestling style and ability 
Um, so it's been kind of cool. I, I feel the same way about Limitless, where I, I did my first Limitless um, dojo taping in March, um, right before the shutdown. And since then, um, I just feel like every taping that I do for Limitless, every season of the road, um, I, I, I just like see myself evolving, which is like pretty cool. Um, and I, I like, I don't know if that would really be so apparent if it wasn't during a pandemic. So it's, it's kind of cool. There's like upsides and downsides, like for both of them, I can't wrestle in front of their, their audience, which is a bummer. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, I have like a really like visual and like trackable way to like see my progress, which is kind of cool. So. <laughs> and you're just coming off a, a big match against uh, DVN. Um, mm-hmm. From this, uh they had a big show. The crowned their new yeah. uh, world champion. Could you tell us about that match? Yeah. So that was my first appearance on like a big Limitless show. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's been my biggest opportunity to date. Um, so I just like, I was like, Ryan, I need to have a banger, you know, like I need to just go all out. Everyone on the, on the show was so talented and every match is like so good that honestly, I think it's one of my, my, it's definitely my favorite show, um, of 2020. If you haven't watched Vacation Land Cup, it's on IWTV. Um, so good. I love tournament um, shows. I, it's like my favorite like kind of wrestling show is like tournament. Um, so I loved it. And being on it was just so exciting. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I've never had as much fun in the ring as I did. It could, also because Davianne is just such a good opponent. She's like she really like just like kicks ass and like you just like have to be ready. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say it doesn't look like uh, when DVN wrestles, it doesn't seem like she's walking. It's it seems like she really lays in those blows. Oh yeah, she's she's devastating. I love it. It's it's the best. It's um she brings the fight and like you have to step up. Um, when you're in the ring with her, and it's great. I learn so much every time I wrestle her, um, and I hope to do it many more times. <laughs> uh, Scooter, you have a question? Yeah. Now, the term basic has gained a notoriety over the years to mean something insulting. So mm-hmm. what made you decide to choose that specific adjective for your in-ring career? So I'm kind of dropping the basic from my build name, but it's like totally fine to like still call me basic Becca um, because it's been pointed out to me that it doesn't really make sense. Everyone's like, yeah, but like you like kick people really hard and that's like not really basic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe you're right. <laughs> change it but originally it was kind of like um I feel like when you see me I come off very like unassuming or like average normal and I feel like um that kind of makes people like um underestimate me so I thought it was kind of funny to use it as like oh I'm just like this normal like 
whatever basic girl but then I can like get in the ring and like you know fight people and I just thought that was hilarious um yeah it also it, it does like it causes a react like people react to it and I feel um I, I, I like that reaction I think it's funny all right um and Personally, I think you should keep the basic Becca <laughs> I, I think it works thanks <laughs> uh and a follow-up to that Having watched some of your matches, you're very pronounced in the ring when you're on offense. You tend to put really an exclamation point on every move that you do, going with a more methodical style that emphasizes the impact of every move you do. Did that style come naturally to you, or did someone suggest you do it that way? Wow, thank you. That's a really nice observation. I never really thought about it that way. I think, like, um, some of my favorite wrestlers, I feel like, kind of have that style. And I feel like I'm um, very much trying to, like, emulate them. So maybe that's why. Um, Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Kaliko, you have a question? Yeah, actually, you know what? Scrunchy Squad. I want to know where did that name come from? Because to me, it's so unique. <laughs> and, you know, most people don't even think of scrunchies in that way. What made you want to take something as simple as a scrunchie, empower it, and make it your own thing? Yeah. There's a, there is like an origin story there. First, are, are, are you guys in New England or where are you guys? I, I am in New York. They, Caligo uh, and James are in California. So I would oh, be okay. doing New England. Wow. Okay. Good to know. So in March, about a week before um, everything shut down, um, at least like here in Massachusetts, um, I wrestled um, at a women's rumble at um, Northeast Championship Wrestling. It's called NCW. Yep. And there was maybe like five or six people in the audience. Like, not a lot going on. Um, yeah, maybe there was more than that. I don't know. I'm just being dramatic. But I just <laughs> remember it was like everyone was like starting to freak out about COVID. So there like wasn't really a crowd there. And, um, me and my friends who were also in the rumble um well i i would always wear a scrunchie in the ring um and like scrunchies have just like always kind of been a part of my style um and my two friends also wore scrunchies um paris van dale and little mean kathleen and um we were like coming in as like a heel faction with armani chaos and so we were like, we were like, what if we just like made it all about the scrunchies? Like, we just like thought it would be really funny. Um, so we like came in and we were like, ah, oh, you're wearing a scrunchie, I'm wearing a scrunchie. Like, we're so much cooler than everyone else. And we were like beating everyone else up because they weren't wearing scrunchies. And 
that's like how the Frenchie squad kind of originated. So it was originally me, Paris Van Dale, and Little Mean Kathleen. Um, and then I just like, I thought it was so funny. Like, maybe it's just me being stupid, but I was just like, this is hilarious. Like, this idea of this like mean girl click, like, who's like identifier are, are scrunchies. So I started just like being really dramatic with it and like, um, yeah, just like going in on the scrunchy stuff. Like I already own so many. So I made like videos of me like with all my scrunchies or whatever. And um people just were like really enjoying it and like vibing with it. Um and then I was like, you know what? Like I already wear scrunchie, you know, I'll always in and out of the ring. Why don't I just like start wearing more like on my wrists and like um just like lean into the aesthetic of it um because that's already like who I am outside of it so like why not bring that into the ring um and that's like how it happened so now I guess like it's I kind of like co-opted it it was all three of ours and now it's like um just mine um but yeah that's kind of how it happened well I was I would love to join the scrunchy squad, but you know, the way my hair is set up, I can't, <laughs> well, I, can't I can't make it happen. On your wrist. Oh, okay, on the wrist. See, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. See, it's official now. I can just I can join the crunchy squad and the scrunchy squad. <laughs> I'm wearing one in my hair, so oh, wow. Yeah, my, Everyone my is long, yeah. lucky bastard. See, I can't <laughs> do that. Scrunchies don't work well with afros, but you know what? <laughs> no, I can throw it on. I can throw it on the wrist and 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 make it do what it do. And uh, <laughs> another another question that I actually had a lot of you, I've seen you had a couple of ma- intergender matches, mm-hmm. and considering how it's now the end thing in twenty twenty. Um, how comfortable do you feel in the ring with the person of the opposite sex? Because we know you're more than capable of it from the matches that I've seen. But um, how do you? How comfortable do you feel with in the ring with and with another with a man? Do you see that as like you know a fad or something? You could just something you can continue to do. What are the advantages and disadvantages of it? Yeah. yeah, so I I know, like, intergender is, like, uh, kind of controversial <laughs> for some people, but um, I I don't really, like, have a problem with it. Um, I, like, enjoyed all of my intergender matches I've had. Um, in terms of, like, like long-term, I, I think like most of the media, I the wrestling media I consume is not intergender wrestling. Um, I, I love like Joshi, like women's Japanese wrestling. Um, I have NXT women's, divi- like everything WWE women's division. Like that's like mainly what I watch um, and like Impact and um, AEW women's, of course, like, that's that's like what I like to watch and I think that's what I want to do um so I I like doing intergender but in terms of like long-term wrestling goals like I want I like wrestling women and I want to have like storylines um you know with women and um 
yeah, that's like what I want to do. But I I love working in a gender. I like the limitless tapings. Um, I like have learned a lot. I, I got to wrestle Anthony Green before he became um, August Gray on NXT. And so I mean, that's an incredible opportunity that I couldn't have had if like I didn't do intergender wrestling. Um, so it's like an advantage also is just like, there's just a lot more men to wrestle. And especially like in New England, there's like not with, with the pandemic, like a lot of people aren't traveling. So um, there's just like not a lot of women to wrestle. Um, and so to do intergender that's like a huge advantage because now I have all of these people who are really talented who I can wrestle and um learn and grow and like have matches with so yeah that's definitely an advantage of it awesome now back on to the scrunchies do different scrunchies give you different abilities in the sense that you feel more empowered when you feel when you wear a sword in once and do right. different color scrunchies show what your mood is. Are they basically like infinity stones? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or or they're probably weapons of opportunity because I can see her like sneaking up behind someone, just choking somebody out with a scrunchie, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like blood yeah. in, blood out style, that one. <laughs> I have been like trying to think of ways to like use them to an advantage because they're not really like a weapon like the refs are like fine with me wearing them so you know it's a legal weapon yeah it's yeah. fine like I, I can figure out ways to to like use them to my advantage yeah there's definitely i i my scrunchy choices are very intentional i'll tell you that um i have like a pink neon scrunchie that is like my favorite one that I wear like when I'm most nervous um for like a match or like a big opportunity that's like my special one um I have like an orange one that's like really soft that I really like to wear in the ring um it also like stays put very well and then I have like some like bolder ones when I'm feeling more like aggressive or like if I'm feeling more technical, I might go with like a white scrunchie. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I it's very intentional. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Speaking of white, white scrunchies, somebody stole your holiday scrunchie. Um, as of this taping, wow. have you found it or narrowed down the list? Look, I can't find it. And the suspect list is growing longer. And it's getting harder because every time I add a new suspect, I'll, like, tweet about it. And then they'll be like, I took it. And I'm like, okay, well, everyone didn't take it. Somebody's lying, you know. But it's like, I don't know what to believe. I'm just going to have to keep investigating, I think. I'm trying to narrow it down. So I'll, I'll be tweeting updates as they come out. Well, you know, we actually know uh, a wrestler that's also a criminal uh, that has a degree in criminology, uh, Mickey Falk. So you might want to throw him in um, a DM to try and get his help on this as well. That's a really good idea. I yeah. mean, he, he was going to help Tommy Dreamer find out who shot um, Johnny Poffo. Yeah. 
so we uh so yes he's he's had some wrestling related cases in the past yeah this should be a piece of cake for him yes first 48 scrunchy edition that's not fun <laughs> exactly scooter you have a, a question all right now take us back to your very first day of training where was it what was going through your mind and what were your expectations going in compared to your expectations coming out of that first day of training so my first day of training was um, an open house at the lockup in fall river massachusetts um the trainers there were at the time ryan drew and nick Steele, and i remember like going in just being really nervous and excited um honestly i think i was like slap happy like delirious like the whole time like i think i was just like i, was, I don't know i was probably acting like psycho they're probably like this girl is insane um because i was just like so happy to be there um we definitely didn't do as much wrestling stuff as i thought we would we did um like conditioning drills which like i i love that kind of stuff like i like you know when gyms were open would like pay for someone to like yell at me while i'm working out um so like i love that kind of like physical activity so that was great um and then we just did, I think we did, like, lockups and maybe some, like, chain wrestling. We did some shoot wrestling. I remember that. Um, and I loved it. I loved all of it. Uh, I think, like, afterwards, I was just, like, smiling. Like, I was so just, like, oh, my God. Like, this is so great. I had been wanting to, to like, really train for a while. And, um, yeah, I, I, that's, like, all I remember is just, like, like freaking out from like happiness, excitement. <laughs> All right. Well, Bye, uh, Kalika. You have a question. Um, it, my question is more like potential. Are there any women wrestlers that are on the independent scene that you have uh, goals of wrestling? Because I could totally see you with against like a and Allison K a. It's under Rosa. I, I could see you eventually getting to to that echelon. So, are you having any uh, dream opponents that you might want to face one day? Oh my god! Yeah, talking like indies across um, the U.S. Yes, definitely. Thunder. Oh my gosh, Thunder Rosa is amazing. That's like top top five. Like, it would be amazing. Um, Jody Threat, I really like. She's wrestled for Beyond. She's like, she's dope. I love to wrestle her. Um, Rache Chanel. I know she's on AEW, but like, I think she's so entertaining and an awesome. Um, I just like love watching her wrestle. So I would love to to wrestle her. Um, uh, so Layla Hirsch, I know she's. On AW now too, but um, I would love to. I I never gotten the ch chance to wrestle her. Actually, like 
talk to her in, in you know real life and like, I'm like why can't let's wrestle please because she's <laughs> awesome I've learned so much from her um yeah the, I there's so much like good women on the end list right yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like a hit list up in this thing. That's what I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if you've ever wrestled a woman by the name of Nikki Adams. Um, I have not. No. Okay. Uh, Nikki is a woman I started out in the business with. We came up in the same class. Uh, and now, now she's all over the essentially mid-Atlantic New England scene and uh, Debbie Ann's wrestled her and it was just to, to pique my curiosity. Yeah, I, I haven't, but I'll definitely keep an eye out for her. So. And uh, cool. what has it been like wrestling in this pandemic era of wrestling? How has, you know, wrestling on a close set affected your mentality going into a match? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's so different because um, before you had the locker room backstage and the audience and like the show started and it was very like intense. I don't know. It was more like intense. Um, You know, there's like you can't be like, okay, wait, we need another five minutes when there's like a crowd outside, you know, like you can't do that. So um, I feel like it feels like like things have slowed down even when you're like filming um but it it's also like weird because <laughs> like um there's like all these cameras and it's uh it's a little awkward sometimes um i've done some taping i did like the new studio tapings they don't have any audience at all um not even like um wrestler audience like Limitless does, and um, it was very difficult to um, not have fans there with, like, genuine reactions that you can play off of um, and interact with. So that's, like, it's been a challenge, Um, but I also think it's been, like, a learning experience Um, because when you don't have the fans there, I feel like you kind of have to focus more on – yeah, I don't even know, like, they, they making sure everything, like, times out right. I don't know. It's just, like, timing becomes, like, way more important, I think. And, um, yeah, it's it's been really challenging. But I'm also just, like, so grateful that there's <laughs> tapings <laughs> happening. Because <laughs> I was losing my mind <laughs> for a couple of months. <laughs> And you um, haven't really been wrestling that long. Uh, December of 2019. So mm-hmm. you have been wrestled in front of a lot of live crowds uh, before the pandemic. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. Only a couple times. And so when so this is kind of getting maybe a little bit more normal wrestling in front of no crowds? Or do you still feel that it's a lot more um, natural to have a crowd? I think it's way more natural to have a crowd. Um, 
So even, yeah, it still feels weird to me. Just because I think there's something so genuine about having fans, even even like the wrestling, the wrestlers, they're a great audience, um, but I still like know most of them. So it's it's just like, there's just something really, really fun about having a room full of strangers um, who just want to like be entertained and you just go out there and like entertain them. That's so fun. And that feels more normal than what yeah. I'm doing now. <laughs> and uh, again, you've only been wrestling for around a year now. Um, what has been some of the key moments since you started wrestling that you learned the most from? Definitely wrestling um, Anthony Green was um, one of those moments where I was like, I just feel like a lot of things clicked in my head. Um, he like challenged me a lot with that match. I think that was the most, um, I want to say like technical, but like difficult match I'd had um, to that date. So I, I feel like it really pushed me. And through that, I kind of realized like, oh, I'm capable of so much. Um, and it like kind of caused me to push myself too so that that was definitely a key moment for me um i think also like um my first time wrestling davian at wsu um was yeah davian just like she's so great i will just like talk about her all day i don't care <laughs> nonstop she's yep. the best she's yeah. uh it, it was similar with that where um, I learned a lot from that match, and I I trust Davian so much that I felt like so comfortable and and fun had so much fun um, in the ring with her at WSU, and then I think like recently at at um, my most recent match on Vacation Land Cup um, was just like a huge moment for me. This is my favorite match that I've had, um, and. I just really, it was the most fun I've ever had. And I just, I'm like addicted to that feeling of like, um, that like fun feeling, I guess, that I got from wrestling like that. It was just the best. Um, yeah. Now, going back to your match with, uh, uh, that match you're talking about with Davian, that was for the WSU Spirit title, correct? Yes. Uh, that is a title I am very, very familiar with as my first night in the business, uh, the first match I announced was a WSU Spirit Championship match between Brittany Savage and Tracy Brooks. Now, this is 2010. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring that connection. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea that that was going to be a title match. That was a total surprise to me. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, Scooter, you have another question? Uh, that was, uh, that was okay. my question. Kalika, you have another question? Considering that you've only been in, in, the, in wrestling for a year, have you 
felt like you had any like superstitions, uh, any basic routines that you feel like you can't feel like you're there without doing X or listening to Y or is there a routine that you go through? Get your mindset. How does that work? Um, I, well, I stretch a lot, um, which I, which is surprising. I feel like a lot of wrestlers don't stretch. I don't know if you've got like, it's really weird. And so I like stretch a lot, but I also get really, I don't really have any like rituals or like superstitions, but like pre-match I get really excited and I like jump around and like dance a lot. And so I guess like dancing before, which like I'm not a dancer, like I'm really bad at dancing. So for me to dance, it's like there's a lot going on in my head <laughs> if I'm dancing. <laughs> we all got soul. We all got soul. <laughs> <laughs> Having been trained by uh, Pat Buck, he always emphasized the stretching, and the stretching, the stretching. Of course, now he's wearing the most ridiculous suits on Monday nights, but <laughs> I, I think you knew this was coming, uh, Becca. Love, Doug. You, <laughs> you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you broke up with him, um, and you unleashed him on DVM. Uh, Look, we were never together. I just want to, I just want to say that. <laughs> but he put, he put a ring on it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was once a one-sided <laughs> situation. <laughs> well, for, from what he tells his therapist, it sounds like you were, were ready to tie the knot. <laughs> I know he was like she did say no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, a lot of therapy. That's <laughs> we we've had DV on DVN on before. She has told her case about Love Doug. Maybe you could tell us your case on Love Doug, and maybe why he should leave you alone. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't even know what, like, I feel like now I just live with it. Like, it was annoying at first, and now I'm just like, if I post something, he's going to retweet it with a bunch of heart emojis. Like, I just know that's going to happen. Um, so I feel like now it's just part of my life. I've just, like, accepted it. I'm just like, this dude. But, yeah, I can't even remember how it it started maybe like backstage at Limitless. He just started like following me around a lot. And um, then we fought each other in a six man and I pinned him. Um, and I think that like fully triggered the like obsession. Um, and then we had our match and I defeated him. And I thought that would be the end of it. And then it wasn't. I was like, thank God it's over. And then, of course, on Twitter, on Instagram, still still talking about me. Then it was Davian. And I was like, thank God. He's moved on. It's done. <laughs> and now we're both his loves, supposedly. Apparently, it's what he's mentioned on the internet so i'm just like you know what it is what it is like doug i don't think he's dangerous so i'm just like 
If he ever goes up to you and says, hey, does this smell like chloroform? Run. Yeah, I wouldn't even let him get that close. <laughs> I mean, he's more like it, uh, if you can't beat him, wife him. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what question. Uh, you're from New England, correct? Um, I'm actually originally from the Midwest, but I live in New England now. <laughs> oh, what part of the Midwest? I'm from Ohio. Oh, H-I-O. <laughs> they don't deserve to be in the football playoff, by the way. I, I know you are an Ohio State fan. I, pretty much, I feel like that's like Ohio State is like Alabama. They got a bunch of hey, other teams. Hey, There's really hey, one hey. team. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, make me roll time here. Back to, the, back to the question. Are you a Boston clam chowder or Manhattan clam chowder in person? You mean New England clam chowder? New England. It's also yeah, New England. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> so you're not a clam chowder person? No. Probably a good no. thing in this day and age that people stay away from. I feel like I've seen it and I'm always just like, okay, that's, I don't know. <laughs> well, I like, I, 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 no, I like well, a, a New England. I, I think maybe we can simplify that question. Tomato or Alfredo? Tomato. <laughs> well, there you go. Manhattan. <laughs> and pineapple on pizza, what's your stance? Um, I think it's fine. I don't personally partake, but, like, I don't, you know, I don't care why people are so judgy. If someone wants to eat pineapple on their pizza, let them. You know? I mean, I think that was the normalest answer we've ever had for that question. People just get so aggressive about it. I'm just like, calm down. Oh, it's you food. should have heard Slamovic about it. Oh, God. Uh, was she very opposed? No, she was very for it, but uh, <laughs> Ham whipped uh, pineapple? No. It was like, no, no, uh, no way. I'm actually a vegetarian, so I'm like, ham is off the table anyway, so it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> it is time for that segment once again. Basic Becca's Bizarre Adventure. Now, you are a pro wrestler, and weird and bizarre things are bound to happen on the road. Can you maybe tell us a story that fits that description? Um, a weird or bizarre event on the road. I mean, I think getting proposed to in the ring is pretty weird and bizarre. Um, I watched a Loser eats dog food match at one of the tapings. That was pretty wild. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) Maybe an easier question to answer Where do you see yourself in five years? 
Oh, that's a great question. Oh my gosh. I was just five years. I would love to go to Japan. I really, I really hope in five years I'm either in Japan or I've been to Japan. Um, I love the women's wrestling there and I really would love to go. Um, yeah. Is there a particular promotion or a performer you would like to wrestle from there? Um, I watch a lot of stardom. Um, so that would just be, um, a dream come true. Siri is like my, one of my favorites right now on stardom. Um, this would be amazing to wrestle her. Um, a lot of like my kicking, uh, my kicks that I do are like <laughs> inspired by her. Um, and I, there's uh, Sendai Girls also killing it. Marvelous Pro, it's where Masha is. Yep. Um, I, I watched the stuff, it's great. Uh, like, there's a ton going on there that I would love to do. Um, follow, yeah. up, follow up question Do you think you could get Masha Slamovic to join Squinchy Squad? <laughs> I think it could happen, honestly. Like, yeah, we follow each other on social media, so I'm like, why not join the Frenchy squad? I would love to wrestle her one day, too. That's another on my list. <laughs> ah, the, the list gets longer. Yeah. Uh, Kaliko, uh, any uh, last questions? Yes, since you're a vegetarian. Squash, <laughs> fruit or vegetable. Uh, oh, wait, 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 no. That's that's the eight questions of doom. <laughs> We're not there yet. Hey, I'm there. <laughs> the pineapple pizza thing got me there. That got me hungry, man. Uh, uh, for clarification, what do you call your finisher? Beck's termination. Extermination. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's okay. A cool I, I, okay. I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, for, some, <laughs> for, for some reason, quilled calling something the basic instinct. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it was, was popping up. Feel free to steal that. That's good. I might steal that. And I dig that. What is a match that people should? Uh, should go out of their way to see that best shows off what basic Becca is all about. Um, definitely my match with JVN at Vacation Land Club 2020. What? It's on IWTV. Check it out. Watch the whole show. It's great. It's a great show. All right. And now we are we are nearing the conclusion of this interview. So, it is time we are wrestling with the eight questions of doom. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is a speed round, and you, for, I'm going to list a, a couple of questions, and you answer them however you see fit. Are you ready, Becca? Uh, I think so, yeah. Sure. 
Excluding yourself, greatest wrestler of all time. Sasha Banks. Worst wrestler of all time. Oh, no. I don't know. Shoot. You can plead the fifth if you want. You just got in the business. He's trying to get you X out. Yeah. We do have a default answer. Um, Who's that? Steve McMichael. Uh, sure. <laughs> you're, you're main eventing WrestleMania for the Women's World Championship. Who is your opponent? Sasha Banks. Oh, wow. If you could come out, Sasha Banks. If you could come out to anyone's uh, entrance music, past or present, who would it be? Oh, like someone who already someone else's entrance music? Yes. Uh Edge. Oh, sweet. Think that's my favorite. I think we I got think that a... question, uh, that answer twice now, sweet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's right. a great it's a banger. <laughs> I mean it gets you pumped for him, right? Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like anime. That's why. It just sounds like an anime intro. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That, that's a good uh, analogy, Kalifa. Finish the sentence. Kayfabe is... Kayfabe is... Uh... Kayfabe? I don't know. This didn't... First thing that pops into your head, finish the sentence. Kayfabe is um, wrestling. <laughs> okay. Right. I will accept that. We'll answer. allow it. <laughs> we will allow that. Next question Squash, fruit or vegetable? Fruit? That's correct. Ah. Yes. That is correct. No, that is not. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen squash in a fruit salad. So until that... <laughs> Comes down to the scientific classification of what a fruit is, Coleco. <laughs> you are... I don't care. The fruit. You are so... one of the few people that actually know that squash is a fruit. The majority of the people mm -hmm. that come on think it's a vegetable so, so honestly i wasn't really sure i'm not i'm gonna be honest just, <laughs> <laughs> just so basically you flip like, the coin yeah. no one drinking squash juice you know what i'm saying like <laughs> all right next question new japan wrestler tai chi his ring deal gets smaller every year revealing more of himself to the world my question what is the appropriate trunks to butt cheek ratio for ring gear? Um, like how much ass should hang out? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's the a bad explanation. You know, it's it's to your comfort. Like if you want it all to hang out, let it hang out. You know. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm I'm body positive. I think people should express themselves how they want to. Amen. There you go, girl. Yeah, I knew we were I knew we were vibing. 
And the last question, the one everybody wants to know, the main event. Have you ever had a conversation with a complete stranger in a supermarket about Darby Allen? Uh, no, I have not. And that is the correct answer. <laughs> and and the- I have a bonus question. Have you ever taken the trip yeah, up the road a bit to Worcester and tried to see the house of John Cena? No, I haven't. I I don't even I couldn't even tell you where it is. <laughs> I mean, is that something even that you want to do? It's just a little rib. That's. <laughs> I mean, you can't see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to Thank see you. it. So that's this is mm-hmm. true. And that will conclude the interview. Uh, once again, Becca, could you give us all you? Could you give us your social media? Yes, Twitter at NotBasicBecca, Instagram at It's Baby Karate. And you also have a, a pro wrestling t store, correct? Yes, I do. I think it's Basic Becca, but I can't remember. All, all that information will be in the video description as well for anybody that wants to follow you on Twitter, Instagram, or buy a Basic Becca t-shirt. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And get, all the, and get all the scrunchies up with it. Just get all the scrunchies. Line up 20 scrunchies with your shirt, <laughs> with your Becca shirt, and, and you, you in it for life. I mean, we do need Basic oh, yeah. Becca scrunchies coming out, right? That's something you need to make oh, yeah. so, as soon as possible. I yeah, definitely. I feel like if we were, you know, having like in person shows, I would definitely be um handing out scrunchies at these shows. Trying oh. to get everyone in the scrunchie squad. So when we're back to real shows, um Are we all yeah. are all three of us in the scrunchie squad as of now? Hell yeah. Absolutely. All right. Mm. Slap on a scrunchie, you're good to go. All right. That's what we yes. will do. Yes. <laughs> I won't let you down. I won't. <laughs> you can join me, Scooter, and Calico on um, this Saturday for um, our preview and review show on YouTube and Castbox, where we'll be, be we will be talking all things uh, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom Night One, Two, and uh, New Year's Dash. Until then, you can follow all of us on Twitter as well. I am at JamesJ993. For everything wrestling but entertainment, you should follow me. Kaliko, where can they find you? You can follow me at I am Kaliko. Yup, in my scrunchie. Yup, in my scrunchie. <laughs> yup, in my scrunchie. Yes. And where can they find Scooter Dust? Uh. You can always find me at Scooter Dust on Twitter and holding it down for the UNB network at UNBS Wrestling. And, of course, do not forget, starting off the year, the 2021 Royal Rumble remix, 
doing it for five years and and going the only live streaming alternate commentary podcast on the web. For our special guest, Basic Becca, Coleco Yachts, Mitch Mayhem, Scooter Dust, I am James J, and this has been Wrestling with Entertainment.